بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي كبشت عمر بن سعد الانصاري رضي الله تعالى عنه انه سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ثلاثة اقسم عليهن واحدثكم حديثا فاحفظوه ما نقص مال عبد من صدقه ولا ظلم عبد مظلمه صبر عليها الا زاد الله عزه ولا فتح عبد باب مساله الا فتح الله عليه باب فقر او كلمه نحوها واحدثكم حديثا فاحفظوه قال انما الدنيا لاربعه نفر عبد رزقه الله مالا وعلما فهو يتقي فيه ربه ويصل فيه رحمه ويعلم لله فيه حقا فهذا بافضل المنازل الى اخر الحديث the narrator of this hadith is a sahabi by the name of umar bin saad ansari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu whose kunniyat or laqab what we might call his nickname is abu kabsha he was freed from slavery by rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he took part in the campaign of badr uhud and those that were after that he passed away in the 13th year of hijra during the khilafat of sayyidina umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he says that he heard rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying there are three things upon which i take an oath and i am telling you something i am explaining you about it fahfazuhu so listen carefully to what i am saying or guard carefully or pay attention to what i am saying or protect what i am saying these are various translations that we can put for this expression fahfazuhu in other words make hifazat of it protect it don't let it go hold on to it as i mentioned many many times that sometimes sahaba ikram ridwanullah alayhim ajma'in in presenting what they heard from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they would mention a certain background for example a sahabi would say that one day i was walking on a piece of stony ground or barren ground and we passed by a certain place and then rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam told me this or sometimes a sahabi would say that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi caught hold of me by my shoulders or he shook me sometimes a sahabi would say that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi would address me by my name and i would say labbaik ya rasulullah and then nabi sallallahu alaihi would, would tell me something we find these various different procedures or manners manners which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam utilized these tools which he utilized in order to convey a message they would indicate to us the importance of the message this is what we call or what a kind what a compassionate master or teacher these are the tools that he would adopt rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam just said something and that would have been sufficient but because whatever is being said the subject matter is of extreme importance at times nabiya pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam would adopt a different procedure and manner in which to convey that particular message because of its importance so that the listener first the sahaba ikram and then those who they will convey to thereafter 
they understand that this subject matter is of extreme importance and we are encouraged towards having this determination within ourselves to practice it. One is, Sahabi says, I heard Rasulullah saying this and he delivers the message. Here we find a completely unique and a different approach. Sahabi says that I heard Rasulullah saying, listen, there are three things. I take an oath of Allah upon these three things. And I am about to tell you something. Please guard this message what I am about to give you. Now with this introduction, already the listener, even if he is a cursory listener, realizes that this is not an ordinary hadith. This is not an ordinary message that Nabi Pak tells me. This is something of great importance. Why would the Rasul of Allah say, I take qasam on this? Why would the Rasul of Allah say that listen to this and guard it, don't let it go. In other words, this is extremely important. So pay attention, practice upon this. What is the message? What are the three things? The subject matter found in this hadith, at least the initial, the former part of it, is similar to the previous hadith. Ma naqasa malu abdim min sadaqa. The wealth of no person diminished through sadaqa. The wealth of no person diminished through charity. In other words, become a generous person. Become kareem. The month of generosity is coming. The month of Ramadan is coming. This is one of the great preparations for the month of Ramadan. Is to determine, we have this determination within ourselves to increase our level of generosity in this month. Because Ramadan is shahrul muwasat. It is the month, is shahrul jood, is shahrul karam. It's the month of mutual sympathy. It's a month of generosity. It's a month of kindness. So spend what Allah has given you and don't fear its loss because the wealth of no man will diminish through charity. In fact, Allah will increase your wealth. Whatever, whatever outward loss you may feel that you have experienced, the barakah, the reward of the hereafter, more than adequately redresses any physical loss that you may feel you have experienced. In fact, it is mentioned about the Salaf al-Salihin, our pious elders of the past, that when idara as-sail, when they would see a beggar, when they would see a person in need, when they would see someone who was asking for something, they would say, Marhaba, biman jaa yahulu malu dunyana ila ukhrana. They would say, Welcome. Today, when we see a beggar, we run away, we want to hide away. Musibat came, calamity came problem came, why this man is troubling. But if you look at the Salaf al-Salihin, marhaba, welcome to that individual who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to transport my wealth of the dunya to akhirat. That individual whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to take whatever Allah has given me in this world and send it ahead to the year after for me so that in Jannah it may be there for me. This is how the Salaf al-Salihin would look at a person who is stretching the hands out or is in need. The second thing which Rasulullah takes qasam upon and he says, guard this, don't let it go. وَلَا ظُلِمَ عَبْدٌ مَظْلِمَةً صَبَرَ عَلَيْهَا إِلَّا زَادَهُ اللَّهُ عِزَّةً That no one will be oppressed amongst you. No one will be oppressed amongst you. As we mentioned in great detail, in the previous hadith, that if you are oppressed, 
If someone has usurped your right, whether it's personal, whether it's financial, whether it has to do with your family, whether it has to do with yourself, whatever it is. If someone has to oppress you or to transgress upon your right, then Islam allows you to demand that you be paid back to the extent that you were oppressed. That's one option you have. The other option you have is what Rasulullah is speaking of in this hadith. Taking qasam upon in this hadith. Sabar alayha. Make sabar. Make sabar. Become patient. Overlook the wrong that was done to you. Forgive the person from the heart. This is what sabar means. Not just to forgive outwardly and then bear grudge for the rest of your life. No. Forgive the person from your heart. Let it go for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. And what will happen? إِلَّا زَادَ اللَّهُ عِزًّا Shaitan will come and tell you, إِنَّ هَذَا ذُلٌّ وَضَعْفٌ You are weak. You are weak. This is disgrace for you. That this man did this wrong to you and got away with it. How can you sit back and do nothing? This is what Shaitan will say. What does Rasulullah say? When you will make sabr, it's not weakness. It's not that you are oppressed. It's not that you are disgracing yourself. But... In fact, Zadallahu Izzan, Allah will elevate you. Allah will give you respect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you dignity. Why? Because the great reward that is found in this is the preservation of the unity of the hearts. Preservation of jor, preservation of muhabbat. If we learn not to exact revenge, if we learn to let things go, if we learn to be patient and tolerant in the face of poor behavior or intolerant behavior, this is something that will develop the akhlaq and character of a person. Quran, Allah Ta'ala tells us, وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيِّئَةِ اِدْفَعْ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنْ فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةً كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌّ حَمِيمٌ Ajeeb, the beautiful manner in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses this particular issue when people deal badly with you. Allah says, وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيَّةِ Good behavior, kindness, compassion, patient tolerance, overlooking forgiveness. This is hasana, these are good. These are good actions, good practices. Oppressing someone, behaving harshly, behaving arrogantly, behaving intolerantly, behaving niggardly, etc. This is sayyah. This is a sin. This is something that causes a person to fall in the eyes of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah says, وَلَا تَسْتَوِي الْحَسَنَةُ وَلَا السَّيَّةِ The two can never be equal. The two can never be equal. اِدْفَعْ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنُ So when someone does sayyah with you, when someone oppresses you, when someone behaves badly with you, Instead of you behaving badly with him, what is your other option? Allah Ta'ala says, react, react, make dafa of it, react to it, give back in a good way. He behaved in a bad way, you behave in a good way. Allah explain, what is this? They say, as-sabr indal ghadab, to be patient in the face of the anger of someone else. وَالْعَفْوَ إِنَّ الْإِسَاءَ Someone does bad to you, forgive that person. This is إِدْفَعَ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنَ Allah Ta'ala says, he behave, His was سَيِّئَةَ He behaved badly with you. But you react with حَسَنَةَ With good. 
Why? Because Hasana and Sayyah are never equal. They can never be equal in the eyes of Allah. So if he is angry with you, you make sabr. If he behaves badly with you, forgive him. And what will happen? In the tafsir of this, ulama say, when, when a person will do this, فَإِذَا فَعَلُوا عَصَمَهُمُ اللَّهُ وَخَضَعَ لَهُمْ عَدُوَّهُمْ Allah Ta'ala will protect this person who behaves in a good way, who keeps Allah and His Rasul in front of him. Allah will cause His enemies to humble themselves before Him. وَخَضَعَ لَهُمْ عَدُوَّهُمْ To such an extent, كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌّ حَمِيمٌ Eventually, the one who was behaving badly with him because he behaved in a good way, Allah will soften the heart of that person. Allah will put the respect of this person in that person's heart. Eventually that person will begin to love him and that person will become his very close friend and companion. Your family member who treats you in a bad way, your family member who you feel is not respecting you, is not keeping your hukuk and your rights, instead of breaking family ties, become tolerant. Forgive that person for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Deal kindly with that person. If he deals badly with you, you deal kindly with him. What will happen? Allah Ta'ala says, فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةٌ We will bring that day that the person between you and him, there was enmity. Allah will make him waliyun hamim. Allah Ta'ala will not only make him your wali, this word hamim in Arabic normally will translate English, unfortunately, like I said, English is a language with great limitations. Hamim will translate as friend, and Sadiq will translate as friend. But hamim is what? Hamim, there's an element of heat in this. In other words, very, very close friend, someone who will die for you. Allah says, we will make him your very close friend, we will make him your companion, who, the one who has enmity for you. If when he behaves badly, you don't behave badly. You behave in a good way. As-sabru in the al-ghadab. Wal-afu in the al-isa'a. If he is doing badly, forgive this person and make sabr. Eventually Allah Ta'ala will melt the heart of that person. Allah